Paul, 3989, what does that mean to you? Um, is that part of pie? I bet it is. I bet yes, that's in pie somewhere. Pi. <laughs> I bet that's in pie somewhere. But that is the number of days it has been since the last Phoenix Suns playoff game, my friend. And guess what? That playoffs. Playoffs, baby. That is coming to an end soon because the playoffs. We're talking playoffs. Officially, officially back in the playoffs. Fanning the flames is officially back in your ears after our, you know, longer than usual hiatus. So sit down, relax, strap in, and let's uh, let's the chat. Season's been rough, shall we, Paul? Let's do it. Let's do it. Valley boys, we them 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 valley boys. Let's go, sons, to the day I die. Valley boys, we them valley boys, we them valley boys, we them valley boys. So welcome to this episode of Fan in the Flames, everybody. Justin here and with me, as always, is my podcasting partner, Paul. How we feeling, folks? That is right, man. The Suns are back in the playoffs. We got a little bit of a new vibe here to the pod. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) I'll let Paul finish. Fresh face, fresh new intro music. I'm sure you all heard it. I'm sure you all recognized it. The person that we all like to think as the official rapper of the Phoenix Suns and of Phoenix Suns fans everywhere, Zane Zor himself, kind enough to let us use his stuff on our pod. As I think you all out there probably know, he releases new raps every time the Suns win. So make sure you check him out. Follow him on Twitter at uh, Zane Zor, Z-A-N-E-Z-O-R. I don't have it in front of me, so I hope that's right. If it's not, we'll tweet it out anyway. Or check him out at www.zanezor.com. All right, Paul. Let's talk Phoenix Suns, my friend. That's what we're here for. You know what? Think about everything we've been through for the past decade, man. (laughs) You know, it was... It was evident very early in the season that this was a playoff team. It took some people a little bit longer than others to catch on, but we all eventually caught on, right? Yeah, I mean, we caught on last season. We caught yeah. absolutely, baby. We, I, hey, you know what? I've been saying playoffs probably podcast, awesome. podcast optimism. And you know, it's funny, man. But I say, think about what we've been through. Just think about what we've been through on this paw. We were talking before we started recording, folks. I looked up the oldest rundown that i could find on my computer Oof. it doesn't go back to the beginning of the pod but it went back to march of 2018 and it was talking about the uh, chemistry between devin booker and marquise chris start or no josh jackson starting to starting to really show through uh that was that was a high point we saw just three years ago and now here we are not only back in the playoffs man but where, where where are we sitting right now when it when it comes to seating, Paul? Can you tell me? Um, we are, I believe, we're to who? And who do we? Who's ahead of us? Um, the stinking jazz. Okay, and we're recording on Thursday. Who do the Suns play Friday? Those lily low life jazz. And if the Suns beat, if the Suns beat the Jazz, what seed would the Suns be? I would assume they would take over the one seed. 
You are correct, my friend. So we're talking about a decade-long drought. And not only are the Suns in the playoffs, we are kicking the door down. We're coming in guns blazing. And you know what's funny about all of it? We just came off of a brutal we road no trip. respect. <laughs> Five games in seven days, East Coast, all playoff teams we played, right? Yeah. Three and two. Pretty much, yeah. Rip, and we didn't even play that well. We didn't play well, I don't think. We were talking no. before, Cam Johnson's Definitely been not. shooting 23% over his last seven games from three. Um, you know, Dario hasn't been great. And we're still winning games, which is a – Dario's big- been out this couple games. Say that again? Dario's been out the last couple games too. That's right. He has. Dario's been out. Jay's been out recently. And, and the Suns keep yep. This team is just so exciting. The, the the valley, you can actually feel it. I'm starting to feel it. Can you feel it, Paul? Can you actually feel the excitement? It's starting to feel like this whole city truly cares about its sons again. God damn, it feels good, dude. It feels good. It is, it is nice. You know, it is nice seeing that, um, you know, to, ha- to have the sons be like the actual successful team in the valley for once in a while. It, 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 it has been a while. It has been a while. And, you know, I think back to the last time we had a team that was really this, this good. And, and I'm talking even before the 2009, 2010, I'm talking about, you know, the, the heart of the seven seconds or less team. And, you know, call me crazy, man, but this team feels, this team feels different in a better way. I, 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 I personally feel that. Uh, yes. I don't know if you share that sentiment, but there's something that really. I 100% agree. 100% agree with that. I think it, it comes down to, I think we, we, in one of our few previous podcasts, I think where I, I said, I'm not scared ever. Like I'm just confident that they'll get it. They'll get it under control or, you know, it's just, not the night, but because, you know, as I said um, on that previous pod, like when, even back during those seven seconds or less years, the teams they were losing to were our were the playoff competition. They, you know, and we were also so thin because the way D'Antoni played, anybody got injured that just really, really, really hurt us. We're not thin now, not by a long shot. And we play a different style that's you know defense first which is what wins in the playoffs we have two killers in like in the mid-range which is the shot you're going to get in the playoffs because they're going to shut down the like all teams do is shut down the rim they shut down the free they want to take they want you to take that inefficient mid-range shot and we got two of the best in the league where it's not an inefficient shot for them it's you know we're, I think we're, we're a much more well-rounded team and we've got, you know, we've got some dogs. And, and, you know, I think you might've hit the nail on the head as to why I think this feels different. And, and that's that depth that this team has. And in the pods that we've done this year, this season, I've, I've, I've harped on the depth that this team has. And that's why we can go through stretches when, Jay's out, Dario's out, Cam isn't shooting well, and the team still wins because other guys continue to step up. And that's why I think, and again, I've said this over and over, 
that's again why I think it's going to be really difficult for a team to beat this Suns team in a seven game series. Oh yeah, we're going to scrap. We're going to scrap the hell out of these playoffs. It's so, going to be, you know, we're going to we're going to be in every game. Yeah, no. <laughs> we're going to win a lot of them. Um I'm I'm going to I'm, I'm thinking we're going to win 16. It's a good it's a good number to start with. Yeah. I'm thinking we're going to win 20 just for fun. <laughs> Why not? Why not? 16 and above. I'm uh, sign me up. I'm, 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 I'm in, I'm in. So, you know, let's, let's talk about the playoffs a little bit. Um, and, and, you know, I totally spaced on this. I had this thought before the pod, but I was definitely thinking I should totally lead the pod with a discussion about draft picks and what we could be looking at <laughs> draft wise and on at the you end of, read off names you know, i've never heard of oh man uh, uh one of uh, uh start talking about the top picks like you know Cade cunningham would be really good on the right. suns this year exactly exactly dude but i, I don't I, even know who else is a top pick see and here's, here's the thing dude this team excites me so much I, I i that that whole idea just went out of my head and and i got that from and i forgot his twitter handle maybe i'll look up during the pod but jake out on twitter uh, he interacts with me a fair amount. Good dude. Funny guy. Uh, he, he, he tweeted that, uh, at me, uh, last night, uh, if my recollection is correct, but at any rate, let's talk about the playoffs. Let's not talk about the draft. Let's talk about playoffs. No, no. I want to talk about the draft. Hold on. I need, I need to, <laughs> I, 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 I need to like center myself right now. Cause this is the first time on this pod. I've said the word playoffs and like meant it in a realistic actualization feels good, man. But let's talk about playoffs because there's all, there's a still a lot to be determined as far as seating goes. I mean, outside of the fact that we've got this whole, Oh yeah, it's crazy. uh, There's, there's a, there's a log jam uh, really from throughout six, three to seven right now. Um, Dude, there's a, there's a log jam. Like, I mean, there's enough time that like shit, we could fall. The, the jazz could fall like yeah. i mean the jazz are only two games like i mean they're four games up in the loss column on the clippers but they're only two games up in the win column yeah you know that you know they've played more games or less games yep so and and, and you know you i i i always look at the loss column right so yeah but everybody does seeing as there's a lot to be determined still uh obviously it's hard to say Hey, here's who we expect the Suns to be playing. So how's that going to look for us? What are the matchups like, et cetera? So let's look right. at it. Let's look at it this way. We we know the universe of what the potential teams are that we could face in the first round. I think we do, right? Yep. Of those teams, do you oh, have yeah. a preference that you're looking at matchup wise just for that first round one? And we'll start to get into a little bit more of the later rounds because I'm ready to talk about those baby. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's start with the first round preference matchup wise. What are you thinking? I want Portland, honestly, which is, which I find very, I don't know if I just haven't been paying enough attention to Portland this season because I keep listening to like these national podcasts and they talk about how like Portland could give the sun's fits and, or whatever i'm like really i just i don't see it i mean for the most part we i don't remember our record against them this season but i feel like we've handled them pretty well 
and you know they can't play a lick of defense so i just i just don't see them being that much trouble for the suns um and so that's kind of where i want to go i mean some of the other teams in there i mean the only thing that concerns me about Golden State is Steph Curry going nuclear for four games. And mm-hmm. even still, he's done that and they've still lost because the rest of the team's trash. Um, San Antonio scares me just because of like pre, pre-trauma of like <laughs> PTSD. Prior, prior teams. PTSD, thank you, sir. PTSD. Spurs, Spurs PTSD. And, PTSD, I mean, I might change my traumatic Spurs disorder. Spurs disorder. Yes, there you go. Um, which, and it didn't help that the Suns got killed by them. The one game they've played against them so far this season. I mean, my my position on that may change since the last two games of the season are against them. Granted, that would be really weird to play two games against them. Then the next game we play is here's four to seven more games against that team. Yeah, yeah, that would be very. Very, very odd. Um, so, I mean, I so just off the one game we've played against them this year, plus PTSD of history of San Antonio, that scares me a little. Memphis doesn't scare me that much, but, you know, Jaron Jackson's coming back mm-hmm. or has come back. And, um, you know, so they're kind of at full strength. So, or pretty close to it. So they, they're, they're feisty, you know, jaw can do jaw things. And, you know, I'm not that scared of the Mavericks just because we always play them really, really well. Yeah. But the Mavericks aren't, I, I, I wouldn't expect end up down there. Um, especially with the Suns ending up with the one seed, of course. Uh, and you know, I, true. I, I guess true. I'll, I guess I'll agree with you. Uh, Cause frankly, I don't care. You know, when with, with the Lakers yeah. injuries, for example, people were saying, well, what if the Lakers slip and the Suns could play in the first round? Fine. So be it. If they do, they do. At the end of the day, the Suns are going to have to win games and beat teams to get to the finals and achieve the goal that we all want them to achieve. So whether that be a battle in the first round, second round, third round, finals, whatever, bring it, do it. Um, but for purposes of this conversation, I will agree with you. Conversation. Uh, if if anything, uh, in addition to the points that you brought up, I would also say it would be a, a, a bit poetic uh, because you think back to last season with Booker making his first All-Star game and Dane being the one that vouched for him to take his spot and then the teams playing in the playoffs this year and Book and the Suns beating the Blazers like I would fully expect them to do, obviously. It, it's almost like a... You know, he he gave him that helping hand the last year, and you see him now kind of surpass him, like almost like a teacher passing the student. And the, I mean, the Suns were a Karis Levert shot away. The Suns were a Karis Levert shot away from playing in the playing in the playing the Blazers for yeah. that playoff spot. That's right. So it's maybe it's just destiny. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I, I'll be interested to see what um, the Blazers' future looks like, just because I'm wondering if they've kind of gotten to the point where they're tapped out. Like, you know, they've kind of reached their ceiling, you know, with the core, the team that they've got, and there's not really much else they can do. So just like going forward after this season, what does that mean? 
Yeah, it, it will be interesting with them. But, it, you know, at the same time, and, and I guess this plays into it, though, because the guy is, has seemed to be injury prone. Yeah. Uh, you see, I, I feel like they're a different team when they have Nurkic. Now, he's not a big stat guy, but he's a big team guy, right? I think he's really important to right. the team. And he goes out last year. When he came back in the bubble, uh, they played well. Uh, and then he came back this season and got hurt again, was out for a big chunk of the season. If that guy could stay healthy, I could see that team being being very solid. I mean, we were talking about this before we started recording. I don't know exactly where I picked them when we were talking about where we expected teams to finish before the season started, but I know I picked Portland pretty high. Uh, I think I might have gone as far as putting them like at three or four behind, of course, the Suns at one and what I would think I would put the Lakers at two. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, mean, I probably had them in the four I, I or five seed. Say that again. I probably would have had him like a four or five seed. I might have even had them above the Jazz. Like I don't know if yeah. I don't know where we had the like you know winning the Northwest or whatever the hell that uh, their conference is called or their divisions called. Yeah, I I don't think. Well, frankly, I I know for sure I didn't, but I didn't see the Jazz being anywhere near as good this season as as they nobody did. Them. I well, I mean, I don't think anybody. I think. If you hit the betting lines, I think Jazz Phoenix would probably have been five six at high at their highest. Yeah, you know you're expecting the Lakers and Clippers to be fighting now for that one seed, and after the Nuggets making the conference finals last year, they would have gotten a you know that respect that they would be at the top of the conference too. So probably that'd be one two three, so Jazz maybe four. Yeah, you know, and you know, I mean, we were in this coming into the season, everybody was thinking the Suns would probably be in the play in tournament, hopefully on the higher end of the seeds, like a seven, eight seed, but that's where we'd be, not where we are. So. Um, please don't use the word everybody. Not everybody. <laughs> Sorry. I can't, but, I can't help myself. It's really something that I don't need. Like I feel like, as your friend, you don't need your ego stroke. Right. As your friend, I almost wish for you that the Suns don't end up with the one seed because you don't need me to have that. To <laughs> yes, I do. Carry on about forever. <laughs> Although at the end of the day, it's probably going to be worth it, right? Yeah. It'll probably <laughs> be worth it. You know, you, you mentioned in here, let's go on a little tangent, shall we, Paul? You mentioned if Again? you looked up the betting lines and that for whatever reason made pop into my head. You remember that dude I got into it with on Twitter, like before the season started that said he'd put a thousand dollars on the line to say that, that the Mavs would have a better record than the Suns. I do not. Did you uh, take that bet? Yeah. I, it's, it's a long story. Um, it involves some really weird DMS from him and the potential use of an escrow company that didn't, didn't, <laughs> <laughs> was not uh was not uh uh fruitful um and at the end of the day well he's now banned from twitter apparently because the account is no longer in existence but anyway <laughs> i wonder what that guy's up to these days probably nothing good probably nothing well good. i mean he is from texas so who knows no i don't think he was that oh was really a weird thing he was from uh, like la or something i don't know dude it was it was it was it was back before I became my more Zen self. I was a little more in the aggressive. Before back. times? Yeah. Yeah. The the before Zen says J. Is that what I said? I don't know. 
So Zen J. So Zen J. Thank you. There you go. All right. So anyway, so, okay. We, we can agree on what we'd like to see first round matchup wise, at least, you know, in terms of preferential team, I guess, but at the end of the day, yeah. first round is not the round that I'm all that interested, but anyway, let's kind of flip the script. Well, I bit. honestly, there, oh, there are other matchups in the first round that I am interested in. I mean, outside of the Suns, you oh, know, like the, yeah. though the, you know, th- there's so many different options and things that could happen w- in these next 10 games because they're like, I'm looking at the standings right now. The, the, the teams are kind of broken up into like three different clusters that can all kind of shift around within themselves unless somebody really goes on a run. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, you've got the top cluster, which is Utah, Phoenix, or us. The, the Clippers and the Nuggets, the Nuggets are three and a half games back from Utah. So theoretically there's a possibility of like some jumbling there. I mean, Nuggets are only, are only half a game behind the Clippers. So they could possibly jump up to three, which would put the Clippers to fourth, which right now would mean the Clippers and Lakers would play each other in the first round in that four or five spot. And that, that could also happen where the Lakers and the Lakers could drop to six. And if the Clippers keep it again, Lakers clip Clippers in the first round, not, a, not exactly what I think those teams had envisioned coming into this season. Sure. But I mean, obviously injuries are injuries and you know, the, the Lakers lost their two most important players for a significant amount of time. So, you know, you kind of got to deal with that and, you know, in a shortened season, every game missed is that much bigger. Yeah. No. Okay. Here's, here's my, my ideal scenario. Okay. In terms of how those, those top six play out. Suns. Okay. Yep. Of course. Utah. Sure. Clippers. Uh Uh-huh. Denver. Okay. Dallas. Okay. Lakers. Okay. You get Lakers Clippers first round. Then yep. they end up playing winner of that series is going to play Utah in the second round, right? Or Dallas. Or or no no, right. No, right, or yeah. seven seed, whoever. Yeah, right, sure. Yeah. And then Suns end up playing in the second round winner of Utah or excuse me Dallas Denver. Right. Fine. Yeah. Give that to me. Suns make the conference finals and then you're playing uh, one of three teams, presumably Utah, yeah. Clippers, or Lakers. We've all gone one of the LA gauntlet. teams. They fought through two hard series: one against the LA team, one against Utah. Or if it's Utah, they've at least had to already go through one of one the of LA, LA teams. teams. Yeah, sign me up. Right? Yeah, I mean that's definitely the that's definitely. I mean, there's other ways to get to a similar scenario, sure. but yeah, that's. I mean, avoiding being able to avoid the Lakers, Clippers, and Utah until the Western Conference Finals would be ideal. Yep, absolutely, and 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 let them beat up on each other. Exactly. Beautiful. Exactly. Yeah, that that'd so, be great. I mean, and- no, no, nobody looks back at the Warriors' wins and be like, oh, but they hadn't. I mean, the the people who hate the Warriors do that. Like, oh, they got lucky. They had like the easier path to the finals then you know whoever else was kind of up there in those seasons or whatnot you know like whoever wins wins that's all that matters yeah absolutely if you win if you win a chip you win a chip exactly exactly 
which segues, <clears throat> excuse me, segues nicely, I believe, into the next thing I'd like to talk about. And that's kind of flipping the script a little bit and saying, okay, we talked about what we want preference wise in the first round. Yeah. Well, who are you most concerned about? I'm not going to say afraid of, because I've heard you. I hear you, Paul. You're not afraid. You are not afraid. Full on Kevin McAllister. You are not afraid anymore. You hear me? Okay. I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not afraid. <laughs> I, I, I liked mine better than that, but you got to sing right. it at least. So that was cool. I got to I sing liked. an Eminem song. Fair enough. So who are you not afraid of? Concerned about most of all out of the teams in the West. Let's not delve into the East. Who cares? I mean, it's the LA teams, honestly. It's both. I mean, both of them for for similar but different reasons. They both have two, you know, elite players. I'm worried about the Lakers because both of those players are on the bigger side, and that's and you know, outside of Aiton, we're kind of thin up there. You know, I really don't want to have to see a lot of Frank the Tank in the playoffs because we need somebody big enough to, like, give us 10 minutes against Anthony Davis and um, Andre Drummond and LeBron James in the 4-5 in the, the rotation. You know, so that scares me just because that – I mean, granted, we have the reverse where they have a subpar backcourt uh-huh. and ours is stellar. So it's it's a trade-off there. But, but still, um, you know, when you've got particularly LeBron, Anthony Davis, who get reft as superstars, whereas our guys don't, you know, that's going to, I'm concerned about Aiton getting in foul trouble and then we're playing even smaller. You know, that's my biggest concern about the Lakers, the Clippers, you know, I mean, yeah, they've beaten, they've beaten us twice this season. We beat them once the time we beat them, they didn't have Kawhi. So and, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're a little um, undermanned right now. So they're, they're really good. They just, you know, they've experienced some injuries that, you know, some other teams haven't. And so those are really the ones that I'm scared about. Not scared. Concerned. <laughs> easy, easy, easy. Use the right terminology. Concerned. concerned. Have slight trepidations. That's fair. Um. <laughs> I don't know You're why not, I came up with this question because I, I, I you have no concerns. I have no concerns. Come on, no man. concerns. Come on. I mean, fo 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 fo. No, I mean, you know, there's going to be at least gentlemen sweeps. You know, Suns might have a couple off nights. It happens. Look, I'm not going to say the Suns are going to go undefeated through the playoffs. That would be just an asinine prediction that no one would ever make. Okay. <laughs> Coming from the guy who's like <laughs> one of three people in the country to pick the Suns to go eight. No. <laughs> just in saying, the bubble. <laughs> think about how asinine that prediction would be then. So no, Paul, I'm not making that prediction, <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm not really concerned. Um, I feel something special with this team. I really, I really do. I really do. Uh, everything it just feels different. And maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this felt. This is how I felt. You know, in the seven seconds or less era. Or oh no, I, I was days. I was scared shitless in the seven seconds or less era. Okay. <laughs> I that's what that's my recollection too. That's my recollection too. Um, I mean, I, I don't remember the first year that first were like, we didn't know what they could do. 
like any of it, year. like the, the entire year is just blank team. for you. No, I don't remember how I felt it going into the playoffs. Was I confident? Was I scared? Was it, you know, I don't remember how I felt. I do know in like the subsequent years, you know, because after crushing loss, after crushing loss, the playoffs were just, my anxiety was through the roof. I mean, usually not in the first round, but you know, by the time we were playing the Spurs, my anxiety was through the roof because we played them every fucking year. <laughs> but um, this year, I don't have that. I am Zen. <laughs> I weirdly, I think I was Zen before you were on about this. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm just constantly Zen, Paul. You know me. Just chill, just all the time, man. Just all the time. Um. You know, I, I had this totally wild. I had this totally wild thought go through my head as you were talking about your concerns about kind of being thin in the front court. What if Jalen Smith is just being held back as a secret weapon? <laughs> I doubt it. You, you, yeah, you, I know. You know me th- too. You I'm just saying, what if? <laughs> <laughs> what if? Yeah, and you I'm, know not saying, like, I'm not saying like I'm not saying he's like I'm not saying he's like superstar level, but I mean. What if he things is things are going either solid, really solid, well or really solid. bad if Jalen Smith gets time in the playoffs? Just, I'm just uh, hey, I'm just saying, just saying. But since we're the glass <laughs> half full pod, it's gonna go really well, and Jalen Smith's gonna get a lot of time in the playoffs. There you go, exactly. <laughs> either, either, either because the Suns are winning by a ton all the time, or he's a secret weapon. Win win. <laughs> wow. So that's what you come here for, folks. The the dynamite analysis, the unbridled optimism. <laughs> Jalen Smith. Actually, that is why you come here. Weapon. The unbridled optimism that apparently has rubbed off of Justin onto me, dude. <laughs> Your resident cynic. I'm I'm telling you, between you and Sam, I mean, I'm not a defeatist. I'm just a cynic. Even even <laughs> even even our buddy Dan Duarte, it's just the 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 positivity is just it's it gives me goosebumps on a daily basis. Is that too much? Uh, you look you looked at me strangely right there. You mean Sam's super positive now? Oh, dude, man, he's like me three I mean, years ago. <laughs> like I was still super positive, just like. <laughs> comparatively that was super positive for like most normal human beings so yeah dude he's uh i mean at least we've gotten dan to the point where he's not all super pissed about every loss anymore (laughs) yeah 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 all right hey let's stop talking about like random personal stuff that nobody nobody cares about (laughs) at all and what do we want to talk about paul what else Uh, what else did we have on the rundown oh yeah um uh do we have an mvp on the team Good sir, no, no, and that's something Should we that, have an MVP on the team. No, and that's going to sound odd, maybe coming from me, right? But yes, it does. Going back to what I said earlier about how this feels different than the seven seconds or less era, in that this feels more special to me, and this is going to okay. sound odd. But what Nash did to that team back then, I felt was more, mm-hmm. there was more of an impact from Nash on that team than Chris Paul on this team. And I'm not trying to in any way denigrate what Chris Paul does or means to this team. I just think that 
Nash was that much more impactful to that group of players uh, in comparison to what Chris Paul is to this. And I, 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 can, I can see that. And I can, I agree with that from the standpoint that what Nash did, what Nash was the head of the dragon for something completely new to the NBA. Like he, he got that MVP just as much because they revolutionized how to play the game and did it extremely successfully than just the fact that he was the leader of the best team in the league. Yeah. No. Whereas, whereas now we're not like, and you know, Nash kind of between Nash and D'Antoni, they were able to take this bag of misfit toys and somehow like put it together and just like make a masterpiece of like, you know, just kind of unlock everybody's like extreme complete potential. Yeah. Right now it's more like the team, the team was on an upward trajectory. You just replaced, you know, a Ford motor with a Ferrari motor. Yeah, and and I also look at think about the amount that guys who were really this is a bad word to use and probably not the right word to use, but marginal mm-hmm. in the NBA and how much Nash elevated them just by playing with him. Um, you know, guys like Raja Bell, guys like um, uh, Q, right? That right. you know had career years around Nash. Now, look at a guy like, you know, Booker. Uh, he's, he's, we know he's a killer. We know he's good. So we, I didn't expect there to be a huge uptick from anything with him, uh, with Chris Paul coming on board. It was more of just a matter of easing the burden on him, I think, from, for Book. Obviously, there is going to be some benefit to the game for him, but I just mean, you know, get him some help. Uh, but you have other guys that are playing better than they have in the past, but nobody that's really like made this huge leap. Right. And I think it's a matter of, like you said, the team was already on an upward trajectory. The guys that were trending upward are just continuing to trend upward. And Chris Paul is just making their upward trend more impactful as a whole, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And the result, like I said, there was also like Chris Paul kind of came in and he was a piece that fit into the puzzle. You know, like we already had this thing going. We already kind of had the whole point five thing kind of happening. And then we dropped Chris Paul into it and he fit and kind of like made it all work. Whereas the seven second or, or less sons, we didn't have that. It was like, okay, this is brand new. Right. And it's a, Everything is revolving around this one guy. Right. Yeah. Not that everything doesn't revolve around Chris Paul, but. So do we both just say no to Chris Paul being the MVP? Yeah. Right. And I don't think that's unreasonable. Now, should he, should he be considered yeah. and should he end up decently up there in the, in the voting? I would say sure. Um, but ultimately. I, 
after this season and with how everything's gone with injuries and whatnot, and just particularly the way the Suns are closing out this season and how he has been instrumental in that, I think he should be top three. That's fair. Like there are people, you know, like, you know, Jokic is going to win it and he deserves it. hundred percent. I mean, 100%. Per- particularly after, since Murray went down and they're on a seven and one run, eight and one run since he went down They're seven, they're eight, eight of their last 11. And like, nobody expected, everybody expected him to fall off and the opposite has happened. I mean, granted Michael Porter Jr. decided to play out of his mind, which, and you know, Aaron Gordon's fit in like a glove, but, um, you know, he deserves it. And it's, I actually find it kind of cool that, you know, a center is going to win MVP because honestly, I didn't expect that to happen anytime soon. Right. No um, kidding. But, you know, him, Embiid will probably be second and it'll be a distant second. And it would have been a lot closer if he hadn't been out for as long mm-hmm. as he was. And I don't know who else is left like at this point. I mean, LeBron's out, out of it because he's been gone too long. Um, don't I forget even who say it. Harden was starting to have a case and then he got hurt. Harden. I'm the MVP. But he was starting to have a case, but he was starting to have a case, but the whole Houston leaving debacle, like it was also like such a huge like dent in that um argument. You know, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you should automatically be eliminated from contention for the most valuable player if you in that very season completely destroyed a franchise basically yeah i mean call me crazy call me crazy paul um no i and and look i mean there's there's always Giannis, but he's not gonna get it no so no Jokic, i think absolutely deserves it uh chris paul again not to not to uh, undermine anything that he's done for this team. He means everything to this team, obviously. Uh, but I just don't see it. And that's fine. You know what? I don't care. <laughs> I don't, you know what? I bet Chris Paul doesn't care either. So, well, that'll be the most negative thing I think we say on this pod. Let's, let's, let's talk uh, at least one more thing we got here. What about okay. all NBA? Yeah. Will we get, will we get two all NBA players? I mean, we'll get we'll get one. I mean, I think Chris Paul is going to get that wasn't, beyond that wasn't there. my question, I mean, bro. <laughs> I know, but I'm I'm getting to it where I think De- Devin Booker's All NBA case is going to be like his damn All Star case. Mm-hmm. He's going to be he, he's the the guard spots are loaded across the league, you know, and you know. You've got Steph Curry's definitely in there, and he deserves it. Chris Paul's probably going to be in there, and he deserves it. Um, you know, James Harden's not going to get in, I don't think, because between moving teams and uh, being injured for as much as he's been, that's going to be tough. Um, Luca obviously is treated as a guard. I think he should really be treated as a forward, but he's treated as a guard for these purposes, which is annoying. Um, Dame. Dame's had a hell of a season, mm-hmm. you know, um, Donovan Mitchell, you know, I mean, until he got injured recently, he's having a hell of a season and he's the number one team, you know, it's that Donovan Mitchell has the exact same case Devin Booker has. He's the leading scorer on one of the top teams in the league. That's the case. 
Oh, Paul. There's more. To, I mean, there's more nuance to it than that. But I mean, if you're gonna b- boil it down, it's the score top teams league. You know, there's best player on the team may not second most important player on the team. I I I I'm I'm at a loss. I feel <laughs> why I, I I feel like you can't just. How do I put this? You can't say that the arguments are going to be the same for Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker when Devin Booker is far has has far more rounded skill sets than. Oh, I Donovan know that. Mitchell. I know right. that. We 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 know that. But the the Joe MV Joe NBA voter who like watches the whole league and doesn't dig into one team like we do who knows that Devin Booker is a much more well-rounded player. They, they see Donovan Mitchell, unless they super dig into the advanced stats and the, depending on how you look at advanced stats, they can tell whatever story you want it to tell. You know, they see Donovan Mitchell has very, very similar stats to Devin Booker. I mean, obviously Booker's efficiency is better, but if Utah's the number one seed and the Suns are the number two seed. I can see enough voters saying, you know, if I got to pick between these two guys, I'm going to pick the guy who's on the number one team. I'm, I'm just saying. Well, well so you know, Rudy Gobert is going to get in there. Hold on, Paul. So now are you saying the Suns will, are, is it, are you saying the Suns will not take the number one seed? I'm not saying that. I'm saying if that's how it ends up. Okay. Gotcha. You should have you should have clarified that you were speaking from the perspective of an average voter and not from your own perspective at the outset of your commentary. That would have helped me. <laughs> You're welcome. I mean, because but then you also have to think about. I mean, you got Bradley Beal, who's having a hell of a season, and I mean, look at yeah. and Russell Westbrook. Look at look at what the Wizards yeah. have been doing over the last ten mm-hmm. games, ten eleven games. I mean, that's insane. I mean, obviously they're a sub five hundred team, but if they're able to get into that turn tournament, I mean that. In the he's in the plan tournament. That's um, that'll be interesting. I mean, you've got. I mean, the James Hart. It's weird that James Harden and Kyrie Irving might not make the All NBA team, but but yeah. at the same time, they just might because some voters are lazy, right? You know, and like these I, guys, yeah. I think that I think I think the Suns are more likely to have zero than two. I'll, I'll put it like that. So, um, so, so you're you're going the the route of the Suns are more likely to get knocked out in the first round and then win the championship. That's a terrible analogy. Is it? <laughs> yeah. What? It's an analogy a lot of people keep saying. They keep saying that Suns have a better shot to get knocked out in the first round than win the win the finals. Good for yeah. that. I mean, well, I I just I'm just saying that people say that. And as somebody who understands statistics, yeah, that is true. It's the true statement. Okay. All right. Do I believe it's going to happen? No. No. But. Um. Now I completely lost my train of thought. I was going to say You're something, welcome. but I got perplexed by whatever Math. just just happened. Um. Okay. Anyway, Paul. Anyway, anything though. else, anything else, anything else you want to add, dude? Because I think, I think we can start wrapping up here. I mean, 
Look at the, oh no, I know exactly what I was going to say. Ha ha. See if I just ramble on a little bit, it just comes back to me. Okay. I think the fact that we're sitting here and we just talked through individual accolades, at least, you know, a couple of them. Right. And we said, is Chris Paul going to be MVP? Are we going to get two NBA, all NBA players? And I think we've both decided that it's more likely that none of that's going to happen than any of it happening. Right. Um, Yes. Or maybe, maybe we can say maybe one in, all NBA player. But anyway, I think that's a testament to, again, the fact that this is a team, man. This is truly a team. Yeah. You know, you it's don't have well anybody that stands well Yeah, Exactly. And because of how well-rounded we are, because you've got a guy like Chris Paul and a guy like Devin Booker, you're not going to see that, you know, huge stat line that's going to impress the people that, you know, don't watch the Suns on a on a game-to-game basis like, like us fans do, right? So the fact that we're right. not going to we're not going to be looking at a, a season where we would expect to see a bunch of individual accolades rain down on Suns players at the end of the year notwithstanding the fact that they're having an incredibly successful season is just a testament to how great of a team this truly is and should be taken as a positive more than anything because again it, so are we it, it more talks to our group. So are we more oh. 04 Pistonsy? No, because because yeah. I think we've got our like our our top players are more separated from the rest of our group than I think their top players were. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, but, I mean they they had a starting unit that was like a bunch of guys who were above average, but nobody was like stellar. Right. But we're we're not we we're not a big we're, stellar. We're not a we're not a quintessential big three team. How about that? Right. Agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. We got, we've got, we have two. We're like a small four team. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like you, you've got, you've got, you know, book and book and CP three. And then Aiden all these Bridges. dudes that fill roles. <laughs> and then when it comes to like stepping up, stepping up for, you know, offensive purposes, whatever it might be, it could be a number of guys that, that then, you know, step up to the plate after the two top, scorers and and ball handlers that we're used to seeing uh produce a lot for the team uh you know uh, do their normal thing so again i think it's just a testament to this squad dude and i love this team like i really i've been a suns fan my entire life dude <laughs> like, i can't dude how did do i sent you the pictures i posted them on twitter too watching that game when chambers scored 60 and seeing myself in the crowd when i was <laughs> how old was i eight was it was that 1990 was it dude that was wild uh that was super cool but i've i don't remember ever being excited about a team as i am right now i was telling sarah my wife the other day i was telling her i was like i feel like one reason why paul and i aren't recording as much not only because life's just been crazy busy for us but yeah I have nothing to bitch about. Like this is great talking so happily, but I could literally like, I could have a podcast where I'm just like, I love this team and I'm happy. And that could be the end of it because that, that sums up everything I feel about this squad, man. Yeah. yeah. I I hundred percent agree with that point. And I think that's, I, I think that is true. And I think that's also what, why I've gotten annoyed at a lot of other parts of the Suns like hardcore fan base is because they 
feel the need to talk so much they nitpick mm-hmm. rather than enjoying the ride and we're enjoying the ride that's going to be our excuse now from now on whenever we have these huge lulls in our podcast recording it'll be like sorry guys we were just we're out there enjoying, enjoying the, the ride. ride sorry join the ride i mean yes work thing life everything has been crazy busy and it, it's been hard for us to connect like i think you said this once on one of the other previous pods the amount of times we've tried and failed to schedule a pod <laughs> We'd be, we'd be like the jam session boys. We'd be like the jam session boys who, who hold it down strong, man. Those guys got, thank wow. you. Yeah. I don't them. know how they do Kudos it. To them. All right, brother. Hey, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap Helps it up. That man. One of them single. And I'm surprised the other one's not divorced yet because of the jam session. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> remember when I said wrap it up, you should just let me keep going, bro. Okay. Nope. Hey Paul, let's wrap it up. My friend, let's wrap it up, dude. Hey, playoffs coming up let's let's record again before the playoffs start paul let's do that let's bro. do that yeah hey let's, let's do that at least once date. let's make it a date baby i love it yeah Guys, I'll, bring, I'll bring the wine you bring the cheese you know we'll sit out under the stars we'll rap about the suns sounds beautiful sounds beautiful hey Everybody out there listening, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at so says Jay Paul at Dervish, of, Dervish World. of World. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. Big shout out to Zane Zor again. Appreciate him letting us use the music on the pod. Big shout out to our boys over at Bright Side of the Sun at the Jam Session at the Solar Panel. All of you guys holding it down, giving us that great content all coast the time. To coast coast to coast we love the coast to coast boys um uh uh oh locked on sons can't forget locked on sons i'm just not gonna i'm gonna stop naming we're podcasts now i feel like i can stop but i i, I love everybody out there we love you all out there we love this sun's time time team and until next time depending on when you're listening thank you for listening and have yourself a good morning good afternoon or good evening I'm calling it right now. Campaign's going to win us a game in the playoffs. Valley boys, we them 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 valley boys. Let's go, sons, to the day y'all die. Valley boys, we them 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 valley boys. Let's go, sons, to the day y'all